we sit and join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Design and the District of Dinah. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and as I used to say, I'm going to help you kill your early evening with some booze and conversation. Tonight's theme, I'm going to call it Breaking Down Barriers. We are joined by Tamitha Miller and Susie Strothman, principals at the all-woman-owned Elia Healy construction did i do it right no, you did yes. it, first you know first time of 10 but you know, good. i'll screw it up at least three times during the show <laughs> that's good, that's good. <laughs> you guys welcome to the program thank you for having thank us you. i'm thrilled to have you here because you guys are doing some amazing amazing things and you are trailblazing so we're going to talk a little bit about that and we're going to learn more about uh what it's like to be an all-woman owned business in a male-dominated industry dun, dun, yeah. Dun. Yeah. I know, right? Oh, that was dramatic. Oh, you're going to be back on the show. Oh, lordy, lordy, it's going to be good. Um, all right, we also have a special guest star this evening. It's like the old love boat thing. I just envisioned you in a heart, and you know, along with Charo. Uh, we are joined by none other than Carrie Shear from Satori Kitchen and Bath. Carrie Welcome. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. I'm glad you are. We've been talking about this for a little bit. I know you're a little nervous. You're going to do just fine. I'm okay. <laughs> In order to keep you calm, we gave you a knife and an orange. So I can't see how anything could possibly go wrong. No, no not at all. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. So what uh, do you have for us uh, from the perch of um, the Coctological Chair? Yes, we are making a... Um, a zesty citrus cream with a drink in the style twist, no pun intended. Um, the interesting fact about this particular alcohol, Amarulo, is Amarula, is it does um, or originate from Africa. Um, and just, there's an elephant story involved with this as well, which is why there's an elephant on the bottle. Mm-hmm. And I did highlight a couple of things I wanted to mention. Um, Elephants do travel for miles to feast on the wild fruit that this is made from. The elephant tree, African folklore, also refers to as the marriage tree because of the aphrodisiac qualities in this drink. That's the secret. (laughs) Tamitha, I didn't let you in on that one. Um. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the marula trees are protected under South African law, just like our precious elephants. And they are a key part of African heritage and may not be farmed for commerce and the fruit is sold in a variety of natural products. Amarula, of course, being one of them. So it's it's a it's a great item, and I'm really excited to make this today. It's really really delicious, and yeah. you know it's a cream liqueur. So you know it's uh, you know kind of like a Kahlua type of a feel. Well, not really a Kahlua feel, more like a Bailey's Irish cream type of, of mouth feel. Speaking my language. Oh, outstanding! So we've got the amarula. Then normally we would have triple sec, correct? Correct. But we are exchanging it today for the twist in the show with orange caraco. Carousel. Nobody knows how to say it. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's mm-hmm. So yeah. So I mean, if truth be known, I thought we had some triple sec. We didn't have triple sec, but triple sec is an orange liqueur, as is orange curacao. So who knows? Maybe it'll turn out to be even better. Isn't there a blue curacao? There is the more commonly used variety. So we're mixing this together. You have a Yari and a uh, shot glass. Johnson, you're, you're forgetting our mixing music. There we go. 
and take it away, <laughs> Carrie. Yeah. So we are adding about uh, twenty a milliliters. Twenty milliliters. Per drink. Per, I'm gonna triple. I'm gonna triple it so we have enough. Outstanding. So, yeah. Actually, quadruple it. We got Johnson. If we can yeah. squeeze the uh, thing, I don't like to have our producer sober because <laughs> it makes yeah. him regret his life choices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to do 20 milliliters. Uh, of course, this is this is America. So we're on the uh, yes. on the imperial system. And then we're going to do 50 mils of the Amarula. Okay. So a bit more carousel or triple sec than we're actually doing with the Amarula. So that's going to be very orangey. We should point out that Sarah from Satori yes. uh, actually provided some of this liquor for us. Yes, she did. She, she used did. to be a liquor rep for Phillips. So she knows mm. a lot about... The history of these drinks and the flavors and the she just knows quite a bit of information without her i would have been lost so and i'm a huge fan of phillips on yes. every level their vodka you know their vodka their vodka uh is uh actually the only one that's not stabilized using citric acid so as a result theoretically you have a lesser hangover really yes or so i've been told i don't i, I don't get Hangovers. I thought that was all about B12. <laughs> a lot of different theories, I suppose, but I'm choosing this one. We live in the days of choosing facts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. We totally <laughs> Sad do. but true. We so should probably, given that it's Phillips, we should probably do a quick little plug just to remind Please? everybody yeah. to vote, vote on yes. Tuesday. It may yes. be our last chance. I know. I know. Talk about downing it. Um, okay, so Carrie, you have thrown uh, both of these ingredients into a shaker. Yes, with ice. With ice. Yep. And we're going to top it off with some orange zest. Okay. But I'm going to, like I said, it's drink in the style with a twist. So please bear with me while I... <laughs> I'm working on making some twist, and I will... We, the flavor of the oil from the orange... I'm going to rub around the rim of the drink, and then I'll make a little twist, and you can add more or squeeze more in, whatever you prefer. So. Carrie is very excited about yes. rimming the glasses yes. today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She is. Indeed. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm well, sorry. I know there's video, but yeah, you're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point of it. <laughs> it is It is a well-respected cocktailogical term. I don't know where your mind is going. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Really happy to be producing yeah. this last episode of Drinking the Style. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you have rimmed, you have zested, you have shaken. Yes. Frankly, this really sounds like a fabulous Friday night to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now we're getting personal. It's not very often I have this shaped thing in my face, neither. <laughs> Did I tell you I'm starting a new career uh, narrating or book reading Harlequin romances? Oh, awesome. <laughs> Somehow that scares me. <laughs> As <Just> it should. <laughs> All right, this these look absolutely wonderful. So, again, so the 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 cream is is it's it's much lighter than you would generally expect, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it has almost a milky quality to it, mm. and uh, and it's 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 a delight. So Carrie's got that. Oh, you just uh, you just expressed yes. over the. And uh, I was trying to be fancy, but it doesn't really stay on the cup. <laughs> That's all right. it, in there. it would fall into my eye anyway. <laughs> all right, so here we go. So we have two. Carrie, if you don't mind, I'll let you continue to work yep. on the glasses while mm-hmm. Tama 
yeah. Tamitha and I enjoy, <laughs> sorry, enjoy. The formerly known as Tamitha, now Tamitha. <laughs> I'm sorry, dear. All right, let's give this a quick try and uh, see what sludging. we think. I expect it to taste like a dreamsicle with a twist. It does. Oh, no. <laughs> this is really tasty. This does not taste like alcohol. No, it doesn't. I wonder what the, I don't know what the alcohol content is. I can kind of see why it's considered an aphrodisiac, though. Yeah, I think it's 100%. And if not, we'll drink enough to make sure we get, uh, we get a little drunk. Okay, no, I give this, I give this thumbs up. Um, It is, uh, it's got great mouthfeel. Carrie, keep your mind out of the gutter on that one. Um, It has, I mean, it just has great nose. The orange feels absolutely delicious. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say that this is this is a top notch, a top notch cocktail. I would agree. All right. Yes. So we've before we cut to uh, to break, I am interested in uh, in asking you today's random question. Are you prepared? I guess maybe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Does it have to do with a buzz? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little scared now, to be honest. <laughs> I know, right? It's God knows, God knows. No, this is this is a totally and completely uh, uh, um, uh, harmless question. Great. All right, thinking about a movie, any movie in the world, mm. what role would you want to have been cast in? The lead in Amelie. <gasps> that was a great movie and perfect for this. The French, you would be good in that. Susie, what about you? I have no idea. I'm trying to think. I'm thinking maybe um, my my movies are terrible. Um, uh, wow, I have no idea. I mean, first thing that came to mind was um, uh, Titanic, but I don't. Know that, that would be a really, really <laughs> bad choice. But I really don't want that role. So, all right, yeah. fabulous. Well, we should take a quick break and figure out where this background ringing is coming from. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, we'll think of a movie for Susie. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. Yes. Seriously, We're I'm not putting put you. you in you're probably <laughs> the only person who would have actually said the Titanic. <laughs> you are literally the. <laughs> that is just off like the charts. Yeah. <laughs> if I may answer. Yes, Carrie. Please. I would be the orange in The Godfather. Oh my oh. God! We. W- oh, you would be the mark of death. <laughs> While Susie sinks into the ocean, I absolutely believe, <laughs> folks. If you don't know, in the uh, in the Godfather movies, the orange. Whenever you see an orange, it means someone was about to die. So when I was, dri- it's true. So when I was driving back uh, from the store, I actually was terrified of driving home with just one orange. Oh, <laughs> it was. Wow. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna talk about construction. Stick around, ladies and gentlemen. In other words, how lucky can one guy be? I kissed her and she kissed me. Like the fella once said, ain't that a kick in the head? Oh, ain't that a kick in the head? I love this song so much. Are you guys fans of Dean Martin? I do like Dean Martin. Yes. Excellent. Excellent choice. Frank Sinatra did a great version of this, too. Oh, he did. Oh, absolutely. I mean, everything Frank Sinatra did was, of course, a great version. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Drink in the Style. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I am joined by Tamitha Miller and Susie Strothman from Elia Healy. Good job. 
Thank you so very much. All right, you guys, welcome. You know what? Before I even start with the tell us about your firm, tell us about your name that I am so often struggling because for some reason I like Alea Healy. Yeah, that's just so wrong. It feels wrong, you know? I know. I'll take the first and you take yes, the second. Does absolutely. that sound good? Okay, yes. so, so Elia uh, comes from my grandparents. Um, it's an acronym for my grandparents' names, which is Ellen, Lucy, and Elwin Alexander, E-L-E-A. And that represents the client side of our business, our relationship side of the business. That's fabulous. And yes. were that was the name with all of those individual names already taken online, so you shortened it to an acronym? No, I just thought, you know, that would be a long email. It's like, Tam, I thought, Ellen, Lucy, Ellen, Alexander, Healy, dot, Squarespace, dot, 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 you know. I mean, we're going to get there someday, I imagine, but hopefully not any time in my lifetime. So, yep. so that's Elia. Yes. And, then? and then Healy. Um, so my great-great-grandfather was a master builder in Minneapolis um, okay. in the 1890s and actually um, the most thing that people recognize is the Victorians right off of 35W and Lake Street. Absolutely um, beautiful. Just up there. That's the he- Healy block, and that was um, T.P. Healy, Theron Potter Healy, um, who was my great-great-grandfather. So that's the craftsmanship part of our company. Oh, that's brilliant. It's so nice when there's, a, there's meaning behind a name, legitimate meaning. Because mm-hmm. one of the things that is really important in business is to do more than just make money. You need to have this as... Something deeper, something more meaningful, mm-hmm. and to give it that kind of a name must make you feel every good. Uh, makes must make you feel good every time you introduce yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's fun to tell people the story. Yeah, yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's talk about the company itself. Sure. Describe. Tell us. Tell us. So we're a um, remodeling, primarily a residential remodeling company, a design build firm, and we're general contractors. So we um, do the whole kit and caboodle. Um, and yeah, yeah. Went in. so we, um, you know, start from the beginning, do the full design process, and mm-hmm. then we also build everything we design. So, so from a remodeling design, so you're not building necessarily brand new, you're, Correct. you're doing full fledged remodels and I assume of all different sizes, different styles. Yes. Do you have mm-hmm. an area of expertise? Have you revisited your, uh, your grandfather's Victorian roots? Um, I have worked, uh, we haven't really done in a Victorian per se, but we have done quite a few older homes. I have always specialized in older homes. I really enjoy that. I like doing what I call sympathetic architecture, which is um, making additions and alterations to houses that um, you think you don't know where it started and where it ended. So it's, um, you know, really in keeping with the style and, but bigger things like the, how the um, pieces work together what's mm-hmm. the flow what's um what's the size and scale of the pieces that come together so it all seems like it's really natural so that you're not mm-hmm. putting something really out of scale onto a a home that in- it's so important it yeah. is we yeah. used to have uh, we we tore this down and built another house my wife and i but we had bought this one house uh, out in Wyzetta and it was hysterical because it started as like a 1920s cottage mm-hmm. and then somebody put on a 1960s edition and then somebody put on a 1970s edition and then somebody put on a 1980s edition literally it was like walking through time and it was on a narrow lot so it was like a bowling yeah. alley and like we used to we used yep. to Christine and I used to stay like you know we're standing in one second of like look it's 72 look it's 85 <laughs> yeah well and so that's you know that's an interesting thing because you can't 
sometimes you can tell when a remodel was done because it's just so of the period. Right. And we also call some of those things remodeling. Oh, I like that term. Yeah. Is that an industry or is that your term? I've heard it before. It's not my specific term, but yes. So you're definitely not remodelers. No. I never have. Mm-hmm. Ne- neither of you look like a remodeler. No. <laughs> I don't like to remodel things. No. It gets really dirty. <laughs> yeah, why do twice? Yeah. That's true. Now, so we're also talking about some of these things. So you guys have very specific roles within your company, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Tamitha, what's your position? So I do most of the um, interior specification. Uh, so final finishes, uh, the um, tile, the, the plumbing fixtures, the electrical fixtures, the paint on the walls, the carpet, that sort of thing, the flooring. Um, and then I also do project management. So I do um, most of the uh, scheduling and um, communications with subcontractors and all of that. So Okay, yes. fabulous. So you are, you are on the aesthetics as well as the management side simultaneously. Yes, the brains and the beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, Susie, what Did does I that leave for that? you? I don't know. Um, so, so my the role same? typically would be, the, yes, the same, exactly. Um, my role would be to do the architectural designs of things. So yeah. go out and measure, make the base drawings, do the, um, do the architectural changes. You know, we do both remodels within the shell and also additions. Um, and actually we're doing like an ADU, which is almost a, a new bill, new build. Yeah. ADU, um, what is ADU? That's an accessory dwelling unit. So somebody who wants to put um, like um, living quarters over their garage or something ah, like that. So, okay. yeah, so we're working on something like that as well. Um, and then I also do a lot of the um, finance areas of the business as well. Wow. That is a lot of the nitty gritty. Yeah. And she's our wordsmith, as you right. can tell. Which is actually, you are good at it. I mean, the, the modelist, I mean, it's brilliant. And then you guys also have a great term that you use to refer to yourselves, mm-hmm. which is remodelist. Correct. Yes. Where did that term come from? So remodelist is actually both, it's remodeling or remodeler and then specialist together so it's a remodelist and we've been working hard to elevate the thinking around remodeling um, and therefore and we partner ourselves with people who specialize in remodeling mm-hmm. they know houses they know mm-hmm. how houses work yep. they aren't out doing the studio the stadiums they aren't doing industrial stuff at the same time they're doing houses right um, and we know historic things we know how houses have a logic so yeah so it's about being a remodeling specialist Mm -hmm. so remodelist that makes that that's a a brilliant term and i'm completely stealing it um (laughs) i hope you don't mind you and so many people (laughs) we started going out in our gear and they're like um can we buy one and then they'd see our our logo on the back and they'd be like or or not (laughs) my my husband would kill me (laughs) whatever you say mrs griner Um, (laughs) i love it it's 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 it says so much so really well done and as a man who again is a fan of the term coctologist was uh, i have respect for such things yes yeah yes um so all right so that's awesome i want to ask you this question though about remodeling because mm. you know as we talked about like that that bizarre uh house that i had had mm-hmm. you know i had wanted very much 
to build on that foundation, essentially remodel it. I felt that the walls were still fairly good, mm -hmm. but everybody was begging us, we don't want to remodel. Tear it down, it's faster, it's quicker, it's easier. Do you run up against that very often? Um, not really often, but it is the easy button for um, certain spaces. You know, there's a lot of um, post-war small houses that have become in desirable neighborhoods mm -hmm. and um, it has become a challenge to actually add on to them in a way that people find works for their lifestyle now. Mm -hmm. okay. um, so you just have, you have to be a little bit more clever and a little bit more, um, you know, um, what am I saying? to do a, re a remodel of that rather than just blow it down and then do something that, you know, you're just popping a box up with trusses over the top or whatever. You can't come in with a cookie cutter solution mm -hmm. to those types of things. You need to know what you're going for as well as bring in the client's aesthetic as well. Mm -hmm. And so not only do you have to hit the client aesthetic and make sure that it's something that they're going to love and enjoy and, you know, for all time that they're there, uh, but also something that is sympathetic as um, Susie was saying before that goes in with the architecture. And so, you you know, um, not everybody has the um, the talent to do that, to come in and make that happen. And we we are actually very fortunate in the Twin Cities to have very um, uh, very talented community of remodelists uh, mm -hmm. in in the Twin Cities. We do. The Twin Cities has some uh, some amazing talent. Bottom it really line, does. Yeah. it's it's yeah. become it's, this as as we all know. I mean, we live here. Yeah. And for folks who are listening to us as a podcast, possibly yeah. not from Minneapolis, mm -hmm. it's a it's a very unique. Place. It's thriving it in is. remodeling. It really is. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and it makes sense too, because you know a lot of the homes that that we had built here, because of the harshness of the climate, right. are well built, stable, solid houses. Yeah. And you don't want to tear those things down. Right. You know? It's it, it's a lot like oh. the district building right. that we are sitting in as we speak, since mm -hmm. we moved recording from the studios of AM 950 over to my luxurious office on the penthouse level <laughs> of the district of Dinah. Thank you very much. Mm. Stuff is worth keeping. It's yes. the big difference, of course, between Minneapolis and St. Paul. Yeah. Minneapolis blew everything out from their downtown. Mm -hmm. St. Mm -hmm. Paul preserved it. Mm -hmm. Right. Tragically, St. Paul doesn't have the economic base that Minneapolis has, mm -hmm. so people assume that it's always nice to have the new and, and such and right. such. Mm -hmm. But the fact is that St. Paul's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it, it yeah. really, really is. is. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we should take uh, another break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the struggles, excitements, and challenges associated with your line of work. And it's gold, but gold won't bring you. I don't care if the sun don't shine. I do my drinking in the evening time when I'm in Las Vegas. You can sit in the sun and camp. I get my color a from a fabulous lamp, song dedicated I to the lovely, lovely Carrie Shear, who Vegas. adores Las Vegas. Correct. The laughs and She's uh, absolutely wonderful. You guys go down there, what, a few times a year, don't you? About three to four, yes. Okay, good for you. John Gerber, artist in residence at the District of Dinah, an insanely talented artist, uh, actually does the same thing. About once a quarter, he and his girlfriend go down, just get away. Not so much for the uh, gambling, but just the freedom of there's being There's a lot detached. to do down there. We've I mean, actually met just, up with yeah. them on one trip. Oh, that's right. right. You guys had dinner. That mm. was, yeah, mm. Vegas is, is... I'm more about the relaxing, too. I just, mm. and the restaurants and the shows. And oh, there's so much to do yeah, down there. Just, yeah, just, yeah, it's great. Just, 
different scene. Mm-hmm. It, it absolutely <laughs> is. It's an energy all yeah. its own. Oh, yeah. My wife and I actually once went down there. And, you know, I've talked many times about my absolutely wonderful studio director, Lena Lupizio, mm. who we have to have on the show soon, um, again. Um, and she, I was her first interior design client back when she owned Vogue Furniture, which mm. was the hippest, coolest furniture mm-hmm. store in town back in the 90s. Did most of Paisley Park, all that mm. other stuff. Mm-hmm. We had fallen out of touch, as you often do, for like six, seven years, hadn't seen them. Mm-hmm. So Christine and I are in the Bellagio, and we're checking in, and all of a sudden we hear these voices, and we turn over, and wouldn't you know it... Wouldn't you know Lena it? and Gino and another couple are there, and it's like, <laughs> oh, my God, in Vegas of all places. It's like your backyard. Agreed. I guess so. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Drink in the Style. I'm Gregory Rich. Tamitha Miller and, and Susie Strothman are with me. Hello. Oh, are you guys having a good time? Yes. 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 I should enrich, by the way, the uh, experience and let folks know that we have pumped up this cocktail in between segments. <laughs> we did. And discovered that an ounce of slain Irish whiskey <laughs> gives some heart and soul to this cocktail. Yes. So now the cocktail, what was it called again, Carrie? Do you remember? The Zesty Cream Citrus Cream. Zesty Citrus Cream. We're now it's now gonna be called an Irish Zesty mm-hmm. Citrus Cream. Because <laughs> it has a kick. It has a kick. And kick in the head. <laughs> Ain't that a kick in the head? <laughs> oh, oh, I knew we'd be able to get you to sing. Well I, done. Well, you, you put liquor in me. You put me with these amazing people. You feed me. I mean, what, what else are you going to do? This segment okay. four is all going to be Tamitha's drunken ramblings yeah. and no, singing. Please, no. Just sing. Back to the design. That's a good point. That's why people are listening. Back to design. All right. So let's go down to brass tacks on this stuff. You guys are a women-owned business yes. in a male dominated industry god forbid what are the biggest challenges aside from dealing with men who are difficult (laughs) so mainly um the biggest difficulty is just um the perception Mm. of you know as being uh you know two women who own this company um we're often thought of as just doing design work Mm. and not that we're general contractors and well and that we build what we what we design and we you know follow everybody all the way through the process so we design we build we project manage we do all of it so which again yeah you're absolutely right there's a general assumption that you're not going to do this do people when you're meeting with subcontractors i mean are they are they you know well when do the guys get here so we can start talking business <laughs> well we've carefully curated um who we work with as partners it's been a long-term relationship with many of them because of that we had to uh put in our fair share of um uh what's the term i'm always i'm really bad with terms brass tacks no that's not it what no. is it uh, when you, you put in our dues, yeah, mm-hmm. like more so than most, um, where we, we have to prove that we know what we're doing, we have to prove that we're professionals, we have to prove that we can manage the work, and we know we can call bull. You know, can I say that? Bull. Bull. Johnson, can we say bull? Can we say bull? Gray area. Gray area. <laughs> we can call baloney. Yes, there you go. There you go. Bologna. I said it nice and slow, so you can clip it in, put it yeah. in. It, but 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 honestly, it's it's you you have to you have to prove yourself to be taken seriously. And um, it's taken a long time to develop relationships with people where they understand that you know what you're talking about and you were really good at what you do. It's, it's, I mean, I mean, you must always have to be on your A game. I mean, there is no margin for error when there are preconceived notions that 
run contrary to the reality, correct? I think any woman in any professional setting is up against that challenge, yes. Yep. It makes sense. It yeah. absolutely makes sense. So you've been doing this. By the way, how long has Alea... Elia. Elia. I don't understand why. Elia. Elia. I'm the worst human being ever. <laughs> Elia. Only the second worst. You're, you're not the first. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm, I'm moving on the scale. Yay. Yay. <laughs> so big. <laughs> okay. So when did you establish the company? Uh, we established it this year. So January was our ah. maiden voyage uh, month. Yes. So we're a year into this. Uh, we've been doing this a long time, but this is our, our maiden voyage as a woman-owned company. Yes. I think yes, it's absolutely yeah. fantastic. But, you know, you. you also, I would assume, knowing male egos, knowing all this other stuff, have to have a certain amount of tact and a certain amount of awareness when you're dealing with the subcontractors. Is that true? Yes. yes. <laughs> that was a mutual... Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, you'd think, it, you know, uh, I would say that society tells us that women have uh, are fragile, uh, but there's no offense, Greg, and producer Johnson um, you know the male ego is very very fragile and you have to be very very you have to dance around it a bit and let them have their moment and then come in with the rationale that says okay yeah but now we're going to do it this way and mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. thank so, you yeah and they can also point the finger to, yeah men are here's the, okay I'm about to get in a lot of trouble do oh, not in a snap. lot of trouble yes all right so Cheers. my opinion, thank you very much. So my opinion, and this is not universally true. Yes. I'm going to call this about 70% of the industry. And you mm. can disagree with me okay. and things. But a lot of people think, or at least I always thought, that guys who are in construction, these are the rugged can-do guys that want to, you know, build and create. And what I have discovered in my many, many construction projects is that most of the time they're just men children who don't want jobs. Um, <laughs> and that's oh, where you get 60 or That's where you snapped. <laughs> I did, I did. So in my opinion, it's a matter of finding the 30% of capable, competent, professional people. Mm. Now, what are your thoughts? So, well, what I'd say to that is that some, you know, we, as this specialist piece, mm-hmm. we are really, you know, looking at those people who are, are serious and are like, and I don't think there is room for that type of thought process in remodeling. Now, mind you, union, you know, carpenters or union, you know, sometimes uh, HVAC or whatever, if you're going to be a part of a big crew, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes you can get lost in the, you know, in the bigness of something. But when it's just you and a house, you can't get lost in the bigness. You need to be on there. Absolutely so, true. Yeah. There's it's direct development and that's why it's so important to work with a company like yours, a company that has consistent contractors mm-hmm. that they know that mm-hmm. they, you know, are yep. are comfortable with. And we really try to be quite Promethean or forward thinking in everything that we look at. Sure. You know, um, trying to anticipate any issues that might be hidden or right. um, things that, you know, um, as we do design pieces, we're always looking for um, if a client has mentioned something that might be a future project, we're always making sure that what we're doing now is not going to preclude that in the future. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of forward thinking and, and being on top of things. But, yeah. Oftentimes, the key to success is just thinking one step ahead. Right. I mean, it's or amazing. ten. <laughs> if you can, if you can, it's absolutely <laughs> true. But it is. I mean, and and our whole society kind of 
conditions us to deal with everything in the moment mm. uh, rather than planning. Mm. And just to be clear, remodeling is also reactive for right. sure because Absolutely. as we you know we put in all of our literature there will be surprises there will be surprises you know. yes yeah. absolutely so um but you know we have the knowledge we have the people around us we mm-hmm. we know how to deal with those yeah. so yeah i've always said the I, I love this expression um the fact is that experience gives you the ability to predict the future mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen and uh as a certain individual once said and not that i'm a fan but sometimes you know <laughs> hogs and acorns and things um <laughs> it's a minnesota term by the way is even it? a blind hog can find an acorn <laughs> i always thought it was I a think minnesota I've heard that one but i don't know much about either hogs or acorns but it always struck me as a good expression mm. yeah we'll we'll roll with it <laughs> thank <laughs> you so much yeah. Samatha. yes yes rescue greatly appreciated yes absolutely and now i totally yeah. even forgot my question yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> did all the worst hogs and acorns somehow. <laughs> something about have you ever dealt with a hog and an acorn no mm-hmm. um no, the question is is essentially this. When you're looking back and you're predicting what's going to happen, oh, the known unknowns, the unknown unknowns yes. is what everyone yes. needs to plan mm-hmm. for. The mm-hmm. Don Rumsfeld. Right. Again, it's the not, scary parts. I know, exactly. <laughs> and the unknown unknowns, the only thing that you can possibly prepare for as far as that goes is the awareness that's going to happen. Yes. Right. Yes. yes. And yes. if you've got that, so you actually build into your agreements or in your initial phases of a project, you do let your clients know that, well, for lack of a better term, there will be free. Um, essentially, I mean, we, uh, we, we put it, it's in our sales literature Should that there will the be, yeah, yeah. we don't actually Unforeseen. use that term, but, um, we, yeah, exactly. Well, we do, we actually have a very, um, our process is built to know that there's going to be surprises, right? So we, going in knowing that is, um, is, is all the power, you know, uh, people are, are, you know, it's, oh, the, the pandemic and all the lead times and the this and the that. And it's like, you know what? We always have lead times. They're just different now. So Absolutely. if you plan accordingly, that's not that should not be an issue. Right. You know, Absolutely it's all about true. planning. It's all about that. Absolutely true. And you know, one of the nice things, there are two nice things that came out of COVID, in my opinion. One is that most everyone is day drinking. Mm. And you know, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> welcome. But drinking uh, the style. <laughs> oh, we're gonna need you to do some promos. Okay. Um, <laughs> So there's, of course, that. But then people understand that supply chains are actually supply chains. Right. You know, three years ago, if you tried to explain to somebody that their sofa is going to take, you know, 12 weeks, they were upset. Why can't you just go and pull it off a shelf? Now, 12 weeks weeks is a joy. Exactly. You know, 26 (laughs) weeks. It's all perspective. It's perspective, right? It's to 26 weeks. Oh, girl. (laughs) She's getting, by the way. Girl. Carrie has ordered the most amazing turquoise blue leather, leather sectional. When am I seeing your place? Because it sounds fabulous. I will invite you to the housewarming. Oh, yay. Yeah. <laughs> I love and it. And the pool parties. You got a pool, don't yeah. you? Oh, oh good for yes. you. Fabulous. All right. Well, I mean, I think, again, kudos to you for that kind of forward thinking because it is rare. Yeah. Thank All you. Right. I guess we're going to take another quick break, and then when we come back... I'm going to try to make Susie a little uncomfortable somehow. I'll, I'll figure Ooh. it out. This Yay! Is, <laughs> this is Drink in the Style on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. is now everybody. A boy went back to Napoli. 
because he missed the scenery. The native dances and the charming songs. But wait a minute, something's wrong. Cause now it's hey, hey mambo, mambo italiano, hey, hey mambo. Oh, the Calabrese. Oh, the Calabrese. If you know the Calabrese, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, and we are having a great time here. We are. I know. It's fabulous. Tamitha, Susie, Carrie. This could be a regular program. (laughs) Very well. Could. You got to do the singing introduction, Tamitha. I do? Yes. Which one? Uh, why don't you sing, um, Chicago? Chicago. No, you don't like Chicago? Is that a thing? Chicago, Chicago. Oh, she, she's <gasps> Susie's coming out. Yes, oh, I nice. told you. Is that you what she, you meant? That yes. is exactly <laughs> what I meant. Well done. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'll take I don't over. know what it is. <laughs> I'll take so over on that, the knife. All right, back to talking about important and meaningful things. Like Chicago. Like Chicago. Mm. You like Chicago, don't you, uh, Carrie? Yeah. First time I've been there was this year, and I I really loved it. Fell in love with it. Did I ever tell you to go to Harlan Burke? I don't know. Harlan J. Burke. Folks, if you ever are in Chicago, he's on State Street. He is an antiquities dealer. Some of the coolest for, I kind of collect antiquities. Mm. And um, and he is like the guy, mm. one of the top guys in, 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 in the country. He, he deals, you know, in coins and weaponry and, and so on. Mm. And it is just, it is just worth a visit. Yes. You so. know what's a sexy word? Go on. Antiquities. Agreed. Mm. We and did stay at a historic hotel, the Palmer House, which is pretty. Oh, part of the Palmer oh, House, yes. absolutely. Yes, That's, Oh, it is Beautiful. lovely. Yes. it's fabulous. Yes. There's. Yeah. You ever see the movie The Music Man with Robert Preston? Oh, Have you? Yeah. Are you a fan? Always. We watch it every spring. For mm. some reason, my kids think it's a uh, 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 Easter movie, probably because of all the <laughs> pastel oh, sure. colors. Yep. And why things. not? But. <laughs> When he when when Harold Hill arrives in Iowa, mm-hmm. he's walking through, and of course Iowans are not always the most engaging and friendly people. So he walks up to a guy who's farming, and he says, "Pardon me, stranger, can you tell me where I might find a good hotel?" And the guy looks at him and he says, "Try the Palmer House in Chicago." <laughs> Go away! I know, I know it is great movie, folks. Look it up if you haven't. And I'm I will not disappoint. All right, let's get talking again about some of the meaningful things like women in construction. Here's my question for you. Mm. We're talking about you guys, you know, you are mm-hmm. general contractors, essentially. Mm-hmm. You are mm-hmm. builders, remodelists. We do what it all. about you do it all? Do, do it you all. do the actual building? That's the question. Do women, is, are there more women moving into the actual construction side of construction? Oh, Absolutely. Yes, there are many more women coming in. It's still a small percentage, mm-hmm. but um, yes, um, and we are always advocating for that. Absolutely, um, there's big shortages in all of the trades, and, oh. and um, you know, there's openings for all sorts of, you know, all sorts of people who aren't traditionally thought of for those positions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, you know, we also think I've been trying to rethink how women are perceived. And the term homemaker, I think, can be thought of two different ways. Oh, I like where you're going. So, mm-hmm. you know, as, as a Susie and the term Susie homemaker, mm-hmm. you know, we've been talking about a 
play on words, you know, with, Mm -hmm. because, you know, we make homes. Yeah. We make houses homes. We do. That's what we do. Oh my God, that's brilliant. Homemaker. So you're Susie Homemaker, the homemaker. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fabulous. Right. And I mean, what about other aspects of, of the industry? Where are you seeing women becoming more uh, prevalent? Well, general contracting, right? Mm -hmm. So I um, got my general contracting license earlier this year because it was necessary to have that in order to do, um, to have contracts and to actually do things with uh, the projects that we wanted to do. Um, And there's, and there's, I'm not alone, you know, there's many women um, that are coming up and seeing that there is definitely a place for us in the remodeling industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's important. Um, it's so uh, the difference to me between remodeling and new build is that um, remodeling, you are very uh, ingratiated with a client. You're very, you're, you're in their space. And uh, a lot of times they're living there during the project, you know, mm-hmm. and if they're not, you're, you're associating with them all the time, right? So um, you need to be able to be personable. You need to be able to read their feelings. You need to be able to, to, to speak with them on a level that um, is more than just, you know, we're going to do drywall now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, it's going to be dusty. It's going to be messy when we put that primer coat on. It's going to be a little smelly. You might want to get the dog out of here, you know. Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of, of all of that. Um, so I think that women uh, are finding that they have a true place in remodeling. And it's not just in design. It's not just in the final decor mm-hmm. of the space. It's also in the management, the project management, mm-hmm. uh, the and contracting, the and the building. Absolutely. Yep. You know, Um yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, most- when I was in, um, you know, junior high, I signed up for industrial arts, and they told me, oh, no, girls don't take industrial arts. Bah. And you're like, really? Yeah. Bah. Yeah. You should, you should, bah humbug. You should be in you know, <laughs> home economics. Can I say But that? I've always been interested Great, in building great. things and, you know, and making <laughs> things and, you know. Yeah. So... That's just, and I think there's lots of women who are, yeah. and they tend to end up into things that might be more what we think of as fine, mm. whether it be art or jewelry, or that that's the kind of maker space that's been open to them right. before, but there's bigger things. There's, you know, m- things that touch a lot of people. So, oh, absolutely. And I think that's coming back around. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I, I really, really am. I mean, what about, is there, is there an advantage to some extent to being a woman-owned business in this industry? Have you found that people will respond to your style from time to time more than the typical construction well, guy? I guess one of the things I would say is that um, often when we're working with couples, the, the woman is a lot of the decision maker in what's happening in the home. So I think it is, as far as being a conduit between the client and what's getting built or done on site, I think that's a real advantage for being a woman. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It makes sense because the truth of the matter is that, yeah, guys don't, yeah. Can in I most add marriages, a point? Please. Yes. I, from my point of view, just as a project manager in a mm-hmm. female-owned company as well, yes. I feel like no offense to men out there, but I do feel like we are, we have empathy. Mm-hmm. We're a little bit more empathetic in their situation. We're in their home. Mm-hmm. We're disrupting things. Mm-hmm. I feel like women have a better way of showing that empathy mm. that yeah. they yeah. might like. 
I couldn't agree more. I mean, now you can dig deep and you can say, you know, is it because you're, you know, socially allowed to be more empathetic and guys right. are trained not yeah. to, but whatever the cause, right. it's unquestionably true. Right. Yep. yep. And we, we've tried to take it a step further and do, um, and, and take it designer-led project management, right? So mm -hmm. we actually do... Um, where we, as the designer, are also project managing and cutting out a middle voice, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it eliminates overhead uh, costs for the client, the end user, mm -hmm. and it also, um, we are being very proactive in the final details of the project, right? So mm -hmm. we can say, you know, this is what I intended, not what they intended or she intended or he intended. Yes. This is what I intended when I designed this, and so this is what the substrate needs to be, this is where it needs to finish this is how this product needs to go on top of it. This is how it goes together. And you get this um, collaboration with these um, artisans that are in the home doing what they do best, whether it be electricians or plumbers or tile setters or, or millwork people. And you're saying, you know, they understand. They're like, oh, I, I see. You know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's lovely. It's a, it's a really great um, collaborative, um, yeah, final piece. It's, it's yep. I mean, it makes sense. It really yeah. does. That's, that, that resonates, and, and I can see where that would create a different experience for the yeah. homeowner. Mm -hmm. So kudos for you, to you. Thank what you. about, and speaking of kudos, what about recognition? What about awards and things along these lines? Mm. Is that also something that's kind of a, a, an old boys club or whatever it's called? It is somewhat. Um, in particular, uh, you know, we have an awards ceremony coming up this next week. Um, and uh, there will be a way, it's a Contractor of the Year Awards. This um, is the NARI Yep, uh, NARI award. Contractor of the Year mm -hmm. Awards, which are great awards. Cody's, by uh, the way. Cody's, yes. yep. Mm -hmm. um, and, but the designers are not recognized as separate from the contractor finished project. Really? So, yes. So, um, you know, there could be, uh, you know, there could be people showing projects that were designed by outside firms. Th mm -hmm. Then there's design build firms, but the designer themselves, you know, might not even be at that firm anymore mm -hmm. when they win an award. Mm -hmm. So, and then they don't get any recognition for it. So there's no category within those awards for design. No, no. Really? Even though the the actual things that you're being judged on are almost all design right really you know, yes yeah it's, it's not like did you hit the hit mm -hmm. the budget and did you are your people you know yeah it's it's really about you know does this does this serve their needs do you know what you know how does it, it doesn't look? hit their aesthetic. it's very visual it, yeah, it so, yeah. Visual. fascinating mm -hmm. i that yeah. makes all the sense in the mm -hmm. world to me yeah. i'm mm -hmm. absolutely and shocked. what's what's interesting to me is that and i've worked in a lot of different um design professions and this is the only one in which there is this possession of the product mm -hmm. that doesn't uh share in the collaboration uh of its artisans that helped bring it to fruition right, right. so whether it be um, digital, uh, you know, graphic design or theater or um, uh, architecture, AIA. You know, um, like, mm -hmm. Yeah, they all recognize that the whole list of the design team, yeah. the production team. Yeah. You know, all of that is listed, and Film. that's all part of the. Yeah. That's all part of the yeah. credits. Right. Credits. It's really for interesting. The work. And is... this does not happen in in remodeling right now. So. Well, yeah. I'm I'm confident that it is 
something that eventually folks will realize and wake up because yeah. an awards program from any point is designed to recognize those people who are exceptional in their industry and this is a huge part of the industry Agreed. so all right well there it is we've just solved a million different problems it's <laughs> brilliant yes. All right. Well, there it is, my friends. We have drunk our way through another episode. On behalf of Habitation Design, the District of Dinah, and Tamitha Miller and Susie Strothman from Elia Healy, I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week, and I'll finish with a quote from Dante Alighieri. Yes, that Dante. The secret to getting anything done is to act. Good night, everybody. La 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 la